Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ike. The football season is here. Week one of the college season starts this weekend. We are less than two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. If you want to place a bet on the action, bet online is the place to do it. Hey, whether it's professional football or it's college football, just make sure y'all go to bet online and bet something on it. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September the 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by Balance 7 and Ike. As a former professional athlete, you know all about the importance of replenishing and refueling. And Balance 7 lets athletes all over the world do just that. Just in life in general, balance is key. But every time you just want to refuel, just make sure y'all go into Balance 7 and get some of that good drink. You can head to balance the number seven.com and use the code believe that's B L E A V for free shipping balance the number seven.com and use the code believe B L E A V for free shipping. All right. Cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT football is back this weekend. We've got the opening weekend of college football, week one, not week zero. The NFL regular season is almost here, and we have a lot to talk about on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. You ready to roll? How are you doing this morning, my man? And I'm always ready to roll, chilling with my dog, Marky Mark, sitting in the closet because they're redoing my floors in the living room and kitchen. So uh, I think I done found me a new studio. <laughs> you got a little bit of a bif- different backdrop this morning, Ike. And we're going to get right into it. The Steelers set the 53-man <laughs> roster. Had a couple of key takeaways from this. But to me, in cutting Arthur, Mala Antoine Brooks was let go last week. I am curious on what the Steelers are going to do at the cornerback position because we know they've got Joe Hayden there, 32 years old, entering a contract season. Cam Sutton on the other side, I think he'll move to the slot in a nickel formation when you bring five defensive backs onto the field. But I'm kind of scratching my head here, Ike, because I look at the depth of the position and two guys who were getting reps with the first team and Arthur Mollett and Antoine Brooks are no longer on the roster. So I'd imagine the Steelers are going to go somewhere maybe one of the other players who got cut to fill that void that they have at that position right now. But what was your takeaway with that, Ike? Yeah, you got to get down to 53. And when you're a general manager, you know that 53 is always a tough cut. I could only imagine as a player, knock on wood, because I didn't have to go through them kind of cuts, what it is to be cut by a few teams, let alone just a team in general by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, it's a tough tough environment right now. You know, yesterday at 4 o'clock, all the teams had to get down to the 53-man roster. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, I do agree with you. They're going to slide Cam on nickel packages in the inside. And when, what I mean by nickel is you take a linebacker out, you bring a extra corner in for, for all the viewers who don't know what a nickel package is. So, yes, Mark is right. You have five defensive backs on the field, but you got to take one out. So you're taking a linebacker out and bringing an extra secondary guy in. And think about the position that Mike Hilton played a season ago of a player who's no longer on the the Steelers, now a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. So who's going to play that position? I know Cam Sutton does have some experience playing that position because 
Hilton missed a few games last season. So he, he played well, but again, I go back to the position depth. So you've got that and, and a player whose name's out there right now, the Washington football team could a player by the name of Jimmy Moreland, a player who played 800 snaps over the, the course of the last two seasons. So maybe him, maybe another player who didn't make another team's 53-man roster could make his way onto the Steelers' 53-man roster. We'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, you always look at who fits us. So you're 100% right, Mark. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers looking at that waiver wire trying to see which cornerback can fit our system, so say. Who has the personality that we're looking for, so say. Who we was looking at coming out of college but didn't have opportunity to get them, so say. So that's that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing right now, man. They're, they're scanning that waiver wire to see which guy fits their system, and I guarantee you they'll make that move soon. I want to move to the offensive side of the ball, Ike, and I'm looking at the depth chart right now. And on the interior line, I'm surprised the Steelers have a little bit of lack of depth there considering the cuts of Rashad Coward and B.J. Finney. Now, you've got Dotson listed at the left guard position, Trey Turner listed at the right guard position. You know, Kendrick Green, who they drafted as a backup center, he could slide to the guard position. And then Joe Haig, who's one of the swing tackles, I think he could slide on the interior as well. But this is another position group where I'm looking at, depending on the severity of Zach Banner's entry right now, that's kind of one of the big questions I have about the Steelers looming between now and week one against Buffalo. Well, just looking at their roster this morning, you know, they kept a lot of running backs. The Pittsburgh Steelers usually don't keep a lot of running backs. So the fact that I saw they kept, I think, four four running backs and they didn't keep a lot of offensive linemen regardless on the injuries was they was going to run the ball. That's going to be their personality. Because when you get into pass sets, when you have a lot of wide receivers sitting on the roster, you know, you put them guys in harm's way. You know, guys get pushed back or feet get tangled. Um, guys' sets are, are a little bit um, unknown, so the fact that I saw they did keep a lot of a lot of running, a lot of running backs, Mark, and they didn't keep as many as offensive linemen, that showed me in my mind our right, Pittsburgh personality for the most part is going to be running the ball this year. They're going to try to establish the personality, and that is running. Yeah, and they got rid of Jalen Samuels as well too, like uh, Trey Edmonds as well. So you know, you obviously you're going to keep. Najee Harris, you're going to keep Anthony McFarland. Benny Snell made the team as well. Uh, I, I'm missing, I'm missing the fourth guy. But uh, you're you're right there. It's always interesting to see in terms of okay, which position groups is a team going to favor and want more depth at uh, versus other position groups. But also with the running back positions too, like not all of those players are going to be able to get touches. So what can they do from a special team standpoint? That's probably something where they can contribute on special teams. And so that's why maybe you keep four running backs, whereas other teams would keep three. Yeah, that, that was just, when I saw that, Mark, that just showed me the personality of on, on what and what they was thinking on how they want to go into the se season. Don't forget, Mr. R. Rooney said last year in the offseason, man, we will not ever again be damn near last in rushing. So he, him growing up being a Pittsburgh still, and him growing up around the game, uh, Mr. Art just growing up, as one of the Roonies, when you think of the Roonies and you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're thinking about a smash-mouth defense and an offense who's going to run the ball down your throat. That didn't happen last year. So Mr. Art said that himself. This year, we would not be last on running the down ball. And speaking of special teams, Ike, like I had brought up, you've got two new special teams on this 53-man roster that weren't on the team a season ago. Presley Harbin, the punter out of Georgia Tech, the, a player the Steelers drafted in the 2021 draft. And then Christian Kuntz is going to take over at the line, the long snapper position. Jordan Berry, the team's former puncher of the last six years. I'd imagine some team's going to pick him up because he's still been a pretty productive player. And then Cam Canaday are out, is out as the long snapper as well. I am looking at it from this standpoint, Ike. Chris Boswell, the kicker, has been one of the most accurate in the NFL since he joined the Steelers, a guy who is an 88% field goal kicker during his career. 
Does it take some time to adjust to a new placeholder, a new long snapper? That is something early on I'm going to be watching with this Steelers season. That's honestly my biggest concern early in the season for the Steelers is Boswell's been one of the most accurate kickers in the league. Is there any impact there with new personnel? Personnel he's going to have a little bit of time getting adjusted to because it's just it's it's new for him so that's something i'm going to be watching early on in the 2021 season for pittsburgh mark you're acting like a goddamn gm right now i love you and this is what people don't understand it's important for a center and a quarterback to be on the same page and damn near like a marriage because the center and quarterback exchange they're always going to be married to the hip right you got to get the ball to your to your quarterback the same thing. It's a three-man rotation. You know, you snap the ball, you hold the ball, you kick the ball. That got to be done in a couple of seconds. Under, I think it's under under three seconds. It has to be done. Snap, hold, kick. The kicker has to be very comfortable with his holder. The holder got to know everything the kicker likes, whether he likes to tilt the ball, whether he likes to tilt it right, left, what the temperature is outside. Is it wind blowing? How do you want it? And, of course, the snapper got to be on point every time there's no such thing as a bad snap now the holder regardless on whether it's a bad snap have to be on point at the same time as two because the kicker regardless on whether it's a high low or skimpy snap he got to trust that that holder gonna get the ball to that place regardless so the fact that you bought that very detailed in on three guys being on one page i know you know a little bit something about football mark i appreciate that ike but i know i'm looking at it too where with Presley Harvin, I've been very impressed with what he's been doing as a punter, and it was a very close competition. But I'm thinking about that. Okay, what are his responsibilities beyond, you know, the corner coffin or pinning an opposing team deep on a punt? And same with the long snapper. And again, Boswell's been nearly automatic for the Steelers since we've been doing this show, Ike. And so I, I hope that's something we can continue to rely on because he's been so good but it takes three when you're talking about a field goal or an extra point. No, you're 100% right. But just think, just look at it like this, Mark. Look at Presley Harvey. I call him personality, personality Presley. Look at Presley Harvey the third, man. He's, he's, for his size, he's very athletic. So now he brings another dimension to your special teams. We all know he got personality. We all know he can pinpoint the ball wherever he feels like it. We all know that the man, just looking at some of his Georgia Tech, uh, uh, film, he can throw the ball as well. So now when you're going against the field goal team, when you're going against the punt team, you not only have to account for the punter, now you got to account for a holder who let along is pretty, a pretty, a pretty damn good athlete, regardless on what the, what he looks like in that uniform. President Harvin the third is a pretty damn athlete. So that's, 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 that's what you got to look at. And that's how I would look at it. Look, if I'm a special teams guy, and they drafted. Usually you don't draft punters. So for Pittsburgh to actually draft a punter, they must have liked something about this kid. And when you look at him on tape, like I said, the pinpoint accuracy, then not only can he can he can he drop the ball in a in a garbage can sixty yards, but he can damn sure pass that thing too. So that's what you gotta look at. Opposing teams have to look at when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers now, when they see Preston Harvin's the third sitting in that thing holding the ball. Yeah, the corner coffin is a skill set. It's a talent. You can you know, put an opposing team to sleep. He can also do the same thing. He's an accomplished saxophone player too, Ike. So right. can serenade you to sleep as well. And I'm certainly excited to see what he does. And you always say the sideline tells the story. When he's got right, a great right. punt this year for the Steelers, how he celebrates and reacts. I'm very, very excited to watch that for Presley Harvin III of the Steelers this upcoming season, Ike. No, it's, it's uh, go ahead, go ahead. Presley, just from his personality, man, you know, um, me when I look at guys who not only play football but they're able to play instruments, they're kind of like well-rounded guys. They 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 just they they just got a savviness about them. They got a grooviness about them, and that's Presley Harvin the third man. The man just got like a little grooviness about him at a young age. So I can't wait to see him pin a few punts down in the five and 10 yard line and see what this dance and see how the sideline go crazy, especially in crucial moments. <laughs> Ike, 
we have to go from glass half full to glass half empty here. And I know we've talked about Juju Smith-Schuster and his social media endeavors ad nauseum in previous episodes of the Believe in Steelers podcast. But the Bill Crate Challenge is the latest one. And less than two weeks away from the start of the season, I'm thinking about this glass half full because I've seen a few videos not from professional athletes of them falling at the very top of the milk crate challenge and breaking an arm or breaking a wrist. Here we go again with Juju and social media. And I know this is something that he's done dating back to his days, even before he got to USC, but it's like less than two weeks from the start of the season, glass half full pessimistic Mark is out on today's podcast with this, but is this same old, same old with Juju? What'd you make of the his milk crate challenge? He he did do it successfully, by the way. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it. The reason why I didn't like it, uh, basically, you telling me right now, football is not important at this particular time. You know, um, now what I what I what I can't get mad at is Juju making a lot of money on social media, and I don't know I don't know what his view is going to be. I don't know how much you're going to get paid, but, you know, when you're down there making close to or, or something similar close to your, your, your salary in football in, in a social media standpoint, man, ain't too much you can really say. So right, right, right now, Juju just, uh, Juju got to understand the importance, not only playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but how important he is to the Pittsburgh team during football season you know what I'm saying so that's 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 what Juju has to understand and Juju said it himself uh, one of the reasons why he came back was because of the great following for the Pittsburgh Steelers you know the Pittsburgh Steelers fans they bleed black and gold they bleed black and gold you know this ain't this ain't a fair weather country you know tattoos get tatted on them um Babies who come out get wrapped in a terrible towel. Like this, this is this is for real. Juju got to understand that part because if Juju was the leader, Pittsburgh Steelers would his following would be the same. That's what Juju got to understand. So right now it's, it's football season, Juju. Um, you got all off season to catch. Um, a great challenge to have at it, and how I'm looking at it is somebody come up with a challenge during the season. Is Juju going to try to do a challenge during the season? So um, I just need Juju to get his mind right and understand, man, he didn't have six months already to do all the challenges and whatever he want to do. He got to lock in and focus right now, bro. You got to lock in and focus, and right now it's, it's, it's football. I hate talking about hypotheticals because he did not get hurt, and it's like, okay, we're talking about him doing the milk crate challenge and TikTok videos and being mad about that of, okay, it's not like he's done anything criminal, right? No, but I'm not mad is... at the TikTok videos. I'm not at all. But like you said, Mark, that, that crate challenge, just looking at all the videos of people who have failed, mm -hmm. that's, not a, that's not a good look. I, I don't want one of my star receivers, you know, non-football injury related, yep. you know, just, just doing something the world is doing. Well, in the show notes, I've got this. He's in a contract season. He's making $8 million this season on a one-year prove-it deal to see what he could get if he has a, a Pro Bowl season, what he could make on the open market. I go back to when I was a kid and growing up in the Chicago suburbs, like Jay Williams, who's now an analyst on ESPN, had a promising career, and he was on a motorcycle. And I remember back in the day, it used to be in players' contracts where – you can't ride a motorcycle. You can't go skiing. You can't jump out of an airplane because if the worst happens, potentially how that could impact your career. And again, we're talking about a hypothetical there, but I, I've seen it on my social feeds of other people doing this milk crate challenge, which I don't even know where they're getting the milk crates from. That's a whole nother thing. But them it's slipping, falling, Ohio. breaking an arm, breaking a wrist, what have you. It's dangerous. Well, I tell this to Juju. Like I, like I talk to my son and my nephews, Juju, you're not a regular person, bro. Ain't nothing regular about you. Regular people do crate challenges. <laughs> you're not regular. Not too many people can say, yeah. man, I'm about to go Sunday and play in the, in, the, in the NFL football game. 
ain't nothing regular about you. So you shouldn't be doing regular things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Juju, you understand your worth and your value is what I have to say to Juju. There's nothing regular about you, bro. So regular people don't do regular things. So I get all the best in the TikTok and cool. If you want to be cool with that, cool. But putting your body in harm's way. Mm. Understand how valuable you are, your teammates, your family, the organization, depending on you. So don't put your body again in harm's way by doing this crazy stuff. All right, Ike, we're going to move on. The New England Patriots have released quarterback Cam Newton. And now the question is, is where does Cam wind up in the 2021 season? I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers will sign Cam Newton, considering you've got Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins at the quarterback position. But my question is this. Should the Steelers consider signing Cam Newton, even if they won't? No, not at all. They shouldn't consider. The reason why they shouldn't consider is you already got Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. So you got a young Cam Newton body type in Dwayne Haskins. He's not a Cam Newton because Cam in 2015, that man did a league MVP, you know, scoring over 70 touchdowns so far, rushing. The most out of any quarterback in NFL history is a lot. So, But you already have two young guys. You know, you got two young guys under contract. Uh, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, so there's no need to pick up Cam. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to approach this from a little bit of a different perspective, though, Ike. On a different team, Urban Meyer, the Jaguars coach, is catching flack now, and the NFLPA is investigating of whether a player should get vaccinated or not. And I'm going to keep beating a dead horse there. Of course, an NFL franchise is going to consider this. And here is the reason why the threshold to returning to play is much lower if you're vaccinated versus if you aren't. That's just what the rules of the league are. Here's what I mean by this. If you're vaccinated and test positive, you only need two negative COVID tests 24 hours apart. If you are unvaccinated and you test positive, you're talking about possibly missing 10 days of work. So when I see this story this morning, and from what I've read, Cam Newton is not vaccinated. Whether a team will admit it publicly or not, why would you not consider that? And people are saying now, oh, that's an invasion of HIPAA rights and his privacy and everything. It is what the rules of the league are. So I'm approaching it from this standpoint. If the rules are what they are right now, take whether you want to get vaccinated or not. Take that out of it. I'm talking about what the rules are for the NFL. This was not surprising to me at all. And it's not surprising me Urban Myers being truthful about this because Look, there's no incentive for any other coaches to say, yes, we considered this with a player because of the potential repercussions that there are. But whether they admit it to the media or not, every NFL team is going to consider that when assembling their 53-man roster. If you can't tell, I'm really fired up about this. But I've seen a lot of stupid crap about this on social media. And and it's just like, look at what the facts of the situation are. I, I get really fired up about this, Ike. No, I see you turn you turn it red on me, man. Somebody I, need to throw I, you it's, clothes it's ridiculous. Does it make sense what I'm what I'm saying? Like it's like I feel like I'm I'm like, am I the crazy one here? Like, oh my gosh. So you gotta you gotta matter of fact, I gotta bring you a towel because it look like you sweat. So that, <laughs> this 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 I look at it. Um it's at, it's at your own risk. I look at signing the contract. Yeah, when we sign contracts. Um, when we sign new deals, it says no skydiving, no basket, no pickup basketball games, no no motorcycle riding. It says a lot of things in fine print that you can't do when you're under contract as an NFL player. But guys still go out and do it. Now, the repercussion to that is now you're at the mercy of the teams and the owner's hand. So if you get hurt in a motorcycle accident, if a team wants to release you and not pay you, they have that right. If you get hurt playing pickup basketball and the team don't want to keep you, they have that right. Now it depends on who you are. It's the same way with the vaccine. The only thing with the vac the only thing with the vaccine is is during the season and you don't know when you're gonna catch it. You don't know when they're gonna test you. You don't know the, the situation of your team at state. You know, y'all can be five and two at one particular time. 
you wind up being a man as a quarterback and you're not vaccinated. Now you got to sit 10 days. And for Cam, this is, this is, he's a repeated offender when it comes to this vaccination or getting tested positive for this, this, this COVID-19. So that's what Cam got to look at it. Cam got to look at it, man. I'm a CEO, even though, you know, um, you know what? Cam understands. And the reason why Cam understood, he knew his consequences the first time and he knew his consequences the second time. Uh, Coach Belichick and Mr. Kraft, I'm guessing, they just figure, man, we just have to move on from this. Because obviously he must have told him or said he don't, he's not getting vaccinated. I don't know personally if Cam said he's not getting vaccinated. I'm just looking at the situation and what it is and him saying, you know what, it's for me, for, for, for Coach Belichick to cut Cam, I'm guessing, and this is just guessing, they must have had a sat down and hey, we would like for you to get vaccinated. And Cam probably said, I have my reasons on why I don't want to get vaccinated. Mr. Belichick, me and Coach Belichick finally said, Cam, I gotta let you go. So that's 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 how I'm looking at it from afar. But um we as players do a lot of other things during the offseason. Um, and put ourselves in situations to where we understand what it is. Like, if I play basketball, I get hurt. They got the right to cut me. Same thing with the vaccination. You don't get vaccinated. Not only they're not cut, not only they cutting you, you got to do the 10 days. You wind up getting tested positive again during the season, you're going to get suspended. Then you wind up testing, getting positive again during the season, you can forfeit games for your team. So the NFL is making it very hard on teams and coaching staffs to make sure these players getting tested because of the consequences they're giving them. Yeah, and you follow the green, look at the billions of dollars that are stake with the television contracts that are in place. Uh, Ike, I want to piggyback off what you were saying. Bill Belichick declined to say whether Newton's absence had changed with his chances of winning the job. Enter the Mac Jones era, who's now the favorite to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, the question I have for you is this with regards to Cam, is where do you think he winds up in the 2021 season? I've got the odds in front of me right now, and the the situations I found were this. The Cowboys, depending on the severity of Dak Prescott's injury, because Ben DiNucci just doesn't do it for me at the quarterback position there. And then I was also looking at this too. How about the Houston Texans as well? Because is Deshaun Watson going to play in week one with all of his allegations? That still is very unclear to me as we are less than two weeks away from the start of the season. Those were two potential fits I saw for Cam. What say you, Ike Taylor? So I take away it. I agree with you on the Dallas Cowboy fit, um, but Jerry Jones have made it abundantly clear that he wants his players vaccinated. He came out publicly and said that. So if you're going to be a cowboy, he's going to have to get vaccinated. Um, two, Cam wants to go where at least you have a chance, not only uh, to play, but to win ball games. Um, there have been reports out that Cam said he doesn't mind being the backup. So there you go with that one, que- answering that question. So the third thing, I take Houston out, I will put Miami in because if you defense, if you look at the young studs they have on offense, they they acquired Will Fuller, a speedster. You look at the tight ends, you look at the running backs, you look at Coach Brian Flores, who came under Bill Belichick. Um, they just so happen to have a good young team, and they could be on their way up. You look at Tua, Tua wouldn't mind having Cam. I don't think I don't think Tua would think Cam would be a threat to him. But from a coaching standpoint, you got a veteran backup quarterback just in case if needed, like you had Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just so happened to be a little bit more athletic than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He understands the game. I can run some run plays with him, some packages with him. Um, I know Cam don't mind getting down and dirty when he needs to. By the way, we got a, a, a stout defense that'll help him out. So if I'm Cam, them the two teams I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys because it's a young up and rising with a <laughs> with a hell of an offense. You want to talk about they probably got the top three um trio when it comes down to wide receivers. 
or I can go down to Miami in the sun, kick my feet up, wear my hats, wear my sandals, and rely on my defense and my running game. Ike, the Cowboys are listed at plus 500 as the favorites right now. The Texans, the team that I had mentioned, plus 900. The Dolphins aren't even listed in the odds that I have, so you would get a great payout if you were to wind up in Miami. I think it might be a few weeks. <laughs> I just I, I got a, a grin on his face right now for the listeners of the Believe in Steelers podcast. But what I would say is this, too, is maybe wait a few weeks to see which teams have injuries at the quarterback position and maybe a few weeks into the season, Cam winds up on another NFL roster. Before we go to break, Ike, to tell our listeners about our newest sponsor really quickly, is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? Oof. Um, that's borderline. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be hard to get him in. It's going to be hard to get Cam in. Um, me personally, Yeah, here's why. When we played Cam, Cam was the focal point. Um, when you're a Hall of Famer, you only get one guy off of a team who you got to focus on. When we played the Carolina Panthers a few times, Cam was the one guy we had to focus on on defense. And he did it for a long time. He was consistent. He He was that guy for a long time, you know. Um, I was that guy for a couple of years. Cam was that guy for a long time. Troy was that guy for a long time. Um, Ed Reed was that guy for a long time. Like, when, you, when you're when you're that guy, and that's what we use in the NFL, like, oh, yeah, he that guy. He that guy. And for a long time for the Carolina Panthers, Cam was that guy. Statistically, they won't let him in. When it comes down to passing, um, they won't let they won't let Cam in. Statistically, as a quarterback now, you gotta have some you gotta have some yards passing. And I don't think Cam is up there with the yards passing. You know what I'm saying? So me personally, yeah, just because when we played him, he was that guy for six, six year, six or seven years, he was that guy. But Statistically, I don't think that they won't let him in, Mark. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. And I also think about you look at the classes and how many other players they need to get in. And it's it, it's going to be tough, but certainly right. at his peak among the NFL's best. Ike, we got to take right. a quick break here on the Believe in Steelers podcast and tell our listeners about our newest sponsor. And this season, the Believe in Steelers podcast and the Believe Podcast Network are partnering with PlayActionPools.com. And so everyone's going to be able to get in on the playactionpools.com football pick them challenge, which is open to everyone. So you'll have yet another place to go where you can interact with us, Ike, to where, you know, you want to pick on college football, you want to pick on the NFL. This is a place our listeners and viewers can go and do that. So we got balance seven. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. We got playactionpool.com. So if you got a gut feeling, that a team might do something, go to playactionpool.com and get that bid in ASAP. Or if okay. you just do something 24-7, man, make sure y'all go to bet online because it's open. Oh, yeah. It's like 7-Eleven, 24-7, 365. So I want to tell our listeners and viewers about how this pick'em works. So our contest is the Believe Football Pick'em. That's B-L-A-A-V at playactionpools.com to get your pick in, picks in each week. So we're going to select the 10 highest profiles games of the week between the NFL okay. and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct, Ike, each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Ike, I remember you showed up to training camp way back in the day with the, the Google sunglasses as well. So this is something you know a little bit about. Ahead of my time, man. Oh, I was yeah. ahead of my I was ahead of my time, man. I come with the Google sunglasses. It taped everything I did throughout the day. I went back on my computer, man, and just, damn, that made a movie. So I was ahead of my time back then, man. But, that, you know, them training camp days is always fun. Oh, yeah. So, again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them, and you can go there. To segue 
out of the ad read. For many years, the answer to this question was Cam Newton. The question I have is this, is if you could take any NFL player and clone him to make up an entire 53-man roster, who would that be? And again, that comes from, for many years, Cam Newton is the guy I would pick to answer that question. Who you got now headed into the 2021 season? Oh, Tom Brady. You're yeah, picking 53 Tom Brady's to to beat any player that you could clone, Ike. Why? Man, because he, he – he, he. okay, so some guys are that guy, and some guys just have the it factor. Tom Brady has the it factor. So it's, it's just contagious, man. It's just – like it's – like we – we, we we talked about we talked about time a lot on this show, but j- guys who guys taking pay cuts, Marky Mark guys guys want to come out of retirement, Marky Mark guys don't mind getting released just to have a chance to play with the goat, Tom Brady. That's saying a lot. So yeah. Tom Brady ain't going to be your, you know, statue-looking guy like a Cam, but Tom Brady will be on GQ. And if you – if when it's all said and done, if Tom Brady want to be the next James Bond, he going to go to James Bond and be the next 007. You know what I'm saying? So Tom Brady is sponsored. Here we go. All, oh, at, man. Aston Martin. So, yeah, it's Tom, man, because he has – he's a, he looks like a regular person. He just so happened to be a goddamn dog on the field. So, so, Ike, what happens when my team of 53 Aaron Donalds either is rushing the passer against 53 Tom Brady's or if we're talking about running the football from a physicality standpoint, I can run it for at least 10 yards on every single play given the physicality of my 53 Aaron Donalds. Explain that. What you... The, how I'm going to explain it is you got 53 Aaron Donalds, right? So they're only, they only going to have a few things they can do. And thinking ain't one of them. So if I got 53 Tom Brady's, we already know our weaknesses. We already know your strength and your weaknesses. We're going to attack you, and this is what we're going to do. So you ain't got a quarterback. You got 53 Aaron Donalds. You got to have a quarterback. <laughs> I got 53 Tom Brady's. I got a quarterback on offense, and I got a quarterback on defense. <laughs> so I got action all over the board, <laughs> all over the board. So, yeah, you you shot. You stuck. You stuck. My 53 Tom Brady's going to smoke whoever you put up against him. You ain't got no quarterback, bro. I don't yeah, need it. Listen, you're focusing on what my team can't do. I'm focusing on what my team can do. You Aaron Donald was just one example. Game. I would take, I would throw Justin Fields into this conversation. Maybe a Trey Lance. Derrick Henry was also on my list. DK Metcalf. How about Kyle Pitts? Josh goes, Allen. Josh Allen is another. Josh Allen. I think he's he can run better than Brady. I think he is a similar passer. Josh Allen is also on my list of players who are, if I could clone and have a 53-man roster, I think Josh Allen is high up in this power rankings as well. But you're taking Tom Brady. I mean, oh, I love you, Ike, your, but I got to say you're, you're wrong here. Get hurt. All your guys getting hurt. All <laughs> running quarterbacks get hurt. All of them. All your running quarterbacks get hurt. Now, you're only going to have three on the roster. <laughs> then after them three on the roster, it's going to be a route. Then, then you got to go out there. As a coach, you got to go out there and get your ass hit. But some of my guys, man, I'm taking time all day, man. Ike, you're going to hear from our listeners and viewers that are going to say that you're nuts. I'm just telling you right now. That's cool. That ain't going to be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we will move on. Baltimore Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins out for the season with an ACL tear. Ike, the Ravens are going to have to rely upon Gus Edwards, the Gus Bus, and Tyson Williams out of the backfield to fill that void left by Dobbins. But in doing some research for today's podcast, I found that during the last six seasons, the Ravens have had a different top leading rusher in each of the last six seasons, a trend that could continue 
in the 2021 season, depending on, okay, if Edwards leads the team again, he led the team in 2018, but this is a horrible injury for Dobbins who was starting to come into his own and be a key component of the Ravens rushing attack. But just considering the success that they've had at that position group, I don't think it's quite doomsday for the Ravens yet, but another thing I'm going to keep my eye on are groin injuries to rookie receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, a cold weather player. Is that a lingering thing? And Marlon Humphrey also dealing with the groin injury too. So injuries starting to pile up a little bit in Baltimore, but they're going to have to go through the entire 2021 season without their leading rusher, J.K. Dobbins, from a season ago. Uh, J.K. Wait, from Ohio State, I think yes, J.K. Sir. would. Do- yeah, that 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 young man, that young man was coming into his own. Uh, middle towards the end of the season last year, he was just he was just breaking free, and he was getting in the zone. And that's what I talk about with these with these zones with the with the running game, the offensive line, the running backs. You just get in the matrix and everything just slows up to you. You already know what a defender wants to be, so you can already anticipate your next step. That's what J.K. Dobbs was doing, and he was catching the ball coming out of the backfield. So he was the personality to that team on offense, let alone you get a Lamar Jackson back, you get Rashad Bateman. Hopefully he'll come back from his injury. And, man, like Coach DeBoe used to always say, man, we're cooking with gas. So it just sucks for this young man to to – to have this kind of injury and where we thought he was going this year when it came down to stats and how good of a year we thought he was going to have. But it's just a test to what you just said, that that offensive line and that running game for the for the Baltimore Ravens, man, they've been kicking butt for the past four years. They've been the top two, top two, top three in the rushing attempts and the rushing yards, you know, for the last three seasons for the NFL. So ain't really too much you can say, man. If it's one thing you know, if it's one thing you know about the Baltimore Ravens, you know they're going to run the ball. That's that's what you do know. And all they're saying is stop me, which a lot of teams have been doing successfully and consistency. So consistently. So, yeah, man, this sucks for J.K. Dobbins. Hopefully he will have a speedy and a healthy recovery. But at the same time, you got to understand, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to do what they do. And that's rushing the ball. Yeah, when the Steelers beat the Ravens, I don't want the Baltimore fans to be, oh, well, we didn't have this player. We didn't have it. And, and to make excuses, I want to beat them straight up. So it's like I never wish injury upon any player, right. let alone my worst enemy. Right. I agree with you 100%. And Gus Edwards, though, is a, a in a backup role, has been extremely productive for the Ravens. He is one of six players with at least 700 rushing yards in each of the last three seasons. Let me read you the other players on this list, Ike, because he's in good company. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. So he's been very effective as a backup role. We'll see what he does carrying more of the load in the 2021 season for Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore always kept him above Wise of Clydesdale. Always. That's just going forever. <laughs> yeah. You, you you know Christmas time. You know Christmas time, and you see them Budweiser commercials, and you see them big, them big Clydesdales. That's what Baltimore does. They they always keep a stock of them. <laughs> Ike, we are going to move on to the final subject topic we have here on today's show of the episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Ike, both you and I are based in Florida. Did right, you right. see this story about IMG Academy, a powerhouse, going up against? I don't know what a quasi high school is. That might be a fake high school. Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio. I can't get enough of this story. It is unbelievable how this game even happened. Not only just that it happened, but that it was televised on ESPN. Did did you see this at all? Like I, I am just blown away by this and I can tell our listeners and viewers more about it here. Just a second. Man, somebody, somebody take the background. And Bishop Sycamore, that was a cold hustle. <laughs> that was a cold hustle to get a coach <laughs> who has warrants, to get a coaching staff, to get former athletes and JUCO players to play against a prestige academy called IMG down here in Bradenton, Florida. Mm-hmm. Not only to play them, but to have it on ESPN, I don't know what they did for their paperwork. I don't know how they wind up scrambling these players. But 
somebody was the player and somebody got played. <laughs> so that's 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 what I do know. Bishop Sycamore was the players and ESPN and company, they got played. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna tell you on that one. When I heard about it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Man, my homeboys was telling me, I said, man, y'all got it, yeah, y'all. Y'all lying. They said, did you hear about this Bishop Sycamore and IG Academy game? IMG Academy game on ESPN? I said, y'all heard about it. No, 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 no. Did you hear? I said, yeah, I saw it. No, no, no. Did you hear? Hear what? <laughs> you know, Bishop Sycamore ain't even in the school. You know, the head coach did this. You know, he scrambled. <laughs> you know, he scrambled. <laughs> he scrambled the coaching staff and got some guys from off the street to play the IMG Academy. Man, stop lying. We ain't lying to you. We about to send it to you right now. Boy, like I say, Marky Mark, Bishop Sycamore was the player. ESPN, the company, they dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> they got played. <laughs> they got played on this one. So sometimes it takes this to happen to you to check all the boxes off in the blue fly, f- fine print because Bishop Sycamore, man, <laughs> you talking about some hustlers. Do some hustlers for real, Mark. So Bishop Sycamore, this is at the high school level, if any of our listeners and viewers are confused. Roy Johnson, who is the head coach of Bishop Sycamore, had this team play two games in the span of three days. There is also an active warrant out for Roy Johnson's arrest. We find out yesterday that he is fired as the head coach of this team. A team, by the way, that is scheduled to play this week in Kentucky as well. It's made up of high school age kids to Juco, Juco dropouts. And it's unclear whether this is even a school. I've tried to read as much as I could about this. They're calling it like a quasi school, meaning there's some sort of online component. They're not actually registered with the governing body in the state of Oklahoma due to religious affiliations. So the the governing body in, in Ohio, the OHSAA, doesn't even have record of this school either. And you're going up against IMG Academy, Ike, which we, again, we both in Florida, for our listeners that might not know this, IMG Academy is among the high schools and prep level schools that sends the most division one athletes to play division one scholarship football of any school, of any high school in the country. So the fact that this game not only happened, but then happened on ESPN, ESPN blames Paragon, who was the marketing company behind this. Like, you can't do a basic Google search to say, okay, who's on this roster to match up against some of the IMG players who are going to schools like in Alabama, some of the commits that they have. But, but they, they, they it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They said Bishop Bishop Sycamore was lying with the stars. You know how kids, like, got a three-star rating or four-star rating. They said they was even even lying on their resume with the stars. They were just giving these kids three or four stars. So, man, that hustle, that the hustle, the hustle was real. And ESPN <laughs> got played. It, it, it got played or didn't just didn't do their homework, Ike. I I mean that, and then you get into player safety, but you have players like well into their twenties going up against high school like like high school age kids, and then it's like. I, I keep seeing this word quasi school, Ike, in a lot of the reports. What in what in the world is a quasi school? Like, if we don't know, like, how could you be comfortable putting your team against this this school, Bishop Sycamore? And I say school that's considered a quasi school. This story is unbelievable to me, and I I could not get enough of this. I've read so much about it, and it's just like I'm still just scratching my head trying to figure out. How in the world did this game happen? I tell you what, when you're a former felon, you always find some kind of loophole. So he found that quasi in that goddamn loophole, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> loophole is. And, and here's the thing, too, Ike, is this team, these two teams have played each other in the past before. Bishop Sycamore was 0-6 last season. They've played some other powerhouse schools in other states, too. So how this is all coming to light just because the game was on ESPN um, that that to me is just like how how could you even schedule this if you 
Someone knew it. Someone knew about this. Like someone knew about this and just didn't do their homework. But uh, Ike, as we start to wrap up here, we move closer and closer to week one of the NFL season. Steelers at the Bills on September the 12th. Steelers are a six and a half point underdog there. But we're going to have our listeners and viewers ready to go for the game and our preview episode next week for the big game. But uh, Ike, our alma maters opening college football weekend. Bet online is the place to go do that. My Missouri Tigers have the Central Michigan Chippewas, and I'm hoping your Louisiana Lafayette takes care of Texas this weekend. College football opening weekend. I cannot wait to watch. Football is finally here. Yeah, you feel you feel some kind of way about Texas. So my alma mater, uh, the Raging Cajun, they will be playing Texas. Um, shout out to the Raging Cajun. Hopefully we get us a, a nice W, you know. Um, shout out to Bet Online. Shout out to uh, Play. Is it Play Action? Um, Play Action Pools. Actionpool.com. Um, shout out to Balance 7. Shout out to you, Mark. Shout out to Believe in Podcast. Believe in Stillers Podcast. Shout out to Brink TV, um, a.k.a. Miss Courtney and her team. Love y'all to death for making Mark and I look and sound good on the internet. So shout out to all the listeners who and the viewers who tune in and view us. Make sure y'all give us a five-piece I'm not talking about chicken. I'm talking about stars. Make sure y'all five piece us with these stars, rate, and give us some good reviews. Appreciate everybody from um, locking in, tuning in. Football is here, baby. So let's get this tailgate going. Let's get this crawfish ball. Ike, I'm going to avoid the milk crate (laughs) challenge between now and then. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.